The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zamansky, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I'm talking with Heather Ann Havenwood, Marketing for Entrepreneurs in 2017 is the topic today. And the, the vision of my show has always been to bring business experts to help you make wise business decisions, but you're also going to hear my weekly feng shui tip later in the program to interweave with that business tip that you can put into action right away. And today I'm going to talk about bending your destiny to best serve you. But here's a little bit about my guest today first. Heather Ann Havenwood, she's a serial entrepreneur and is regarded as a top authority on digital marketing, sales coaching, and online publishing business strategies. Heather Ann has been named top 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017 by Huffington Post, and she's also called the chief sexy boss from her Amazon best-selling book, Sexy Boss, How Female Entrepreneurs Are Changing the Rule Book and Beating the Big Boys, and others also call her the icon creator or the wizard behind the curtain. I can't wait to hear about that. In 2006, she started and developed and grew an online information marketing publishing company from ground zero to over a million dollars in sales in less than 12 months. Starting without a list, a product, a name, or an author, Heather Ann molded her business partner into a successful guru now known as an expert in his field. She's instructed, coached, and promoted hundreds of entrepreneurs, leading them down the path to success in building a lucrative business from their knowledge and leveraging it online. Welcome to the show, Heather Ann. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for that for that intro. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Boy, there's a lot um, in there. And this uh, most recent accolade from Huffington Post, that's quite an honor. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was uh, a surprise. But you know, it's interesting, Kathleen, is the moment it's put out there now, I feel like people are watching me, so I feel like I have to do something. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> let's see if we can help. We, let's see if the show can help bring some more visibility to you. I hope, I yeah, hope that... Uh, sincerely uh, for for you because you've got some great things going on. But actually where I like to start my show is I always like to ask my guests to um, tell us what they know or have experienced either about feng shui or astrology or auspicious timing or any of the above. What, what, ha- what do you know about any of these topics? So that's, that's a great question. And that's why I actually, it was so excited to be on your show because I'm 100% believer of feng shui. And I actually have my house, my, and I, I work from home. Okay. So my home, my house 
is my office. It's my prosperity. It's also where I rejuvenate. So I have my house, what I call we've done every year for the Chinese New Year. And I haven't done it yet in 2017, but I've had it done every year since 2014. And, uh, you know, it's really an amazing space because every time I have it redone every year, it, it, something shifts, something completely alters. And I, I'm a big believer in it. And then recently, last year, I... Um, I I would say I nicely suggested, but I, I didn't really do it that way. I, I requested that my uh, feng shui amazing person come to my um, fiance's office. He's got a chiropractic office locally here in Austin, Texas. And she came in and completely, I mean, just completely altered it. And it's uh, just the flow and everything's changed. Prosperity, new clients. So I'm a big believer in it. I'm huge. Well. Well, well, congratulations first um, for you, uh, because, you know, not all of my guests, I would say, are feng shui savvy on even what it is, let alone incorporating it. Like, to me, it should probably be used. And we are actually on the cusp, if you're listening live, on the cusp of the fire rooster year. So really time is a ticking to get your spaces um, updated for the annual energies because really when you can be in current time with what's happening in what I say person, space, and time, what's happening in your astrology and strategize about that, what's happening in your space and strategize about that, use good timing to make your business decisions, you have an exponential uh, advancement in your competitors. So for me, it's the competitive edge. You may be an expert in your field, just like the person right next to you, or you may even not even be the expert in the field, but the person who is using feng shui is going to be ahead of the pack. So Heather Ann, I congratulate you, and hopefully my listeners are following along each week and making those incremental changes. But the big shift, the big seismic shift is actually happening in the next couple of weeks because February 3rd, uh, let's see, it's 11.30 uh, p.m. It's like 11.39 p.m. is when we start the new year. So there you go. Okay. So let's talk a little bit um, about what we brought you on the program here for today. And yeah. so let's just start with your book. Um, right away, the, the title of your book is kind of unique, Sexy Boss. So what does that mean to you? So what that means to me is I have to kind of bring you back. Um, back in 2008 and nine. Um, I actually had I had a business in 2005 and six, and then it basically crashed, um, and I went through massive bankruptcy, um, and so I lost everything, house, everything, right? So I really had to re-figure out who I was as a person, as a woman, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, like who was that? And I took about two or three years to what I call go in deep or go in the desert and try to figure that out. And around in 2009, I had a dear friend of mine, I'm in Vegas, we're having a salad, and he looks over at me and goes, you're kind of like a, a sexy boss. And I was like, what, what does that mean? He's like, well, you're owning who you are as a woman and the femininity, and then you're a boss, meaning you're the, you are beginning to own all areas of your life and being fully responsible for all areas of your life. And that's what that word means to me. It's man, woman, it doesn't matter. It's being able to be into your own energy fully and being fully responsible for every area of your life. And that's what I call true power. And that's what I call being the way of being, being a sexy boss. 
Got it. Got it. So for some of our maybe international uh, listeners, this is, you know, kind of a, a common, uh, common as in, you know, we can use that term in not a derogatory way or even a sexist way. I think it's really a term, uh, is a colloquial Western term that we use very much for empowerment that we can really come into our own. So, um, you know, congratulations for stepping into to that role. Thank so, you. Thank you. It's really what it is. I mean, it's really stepping into our full power, you know, right? And as as females, we are, you know, there's a sometimes a derogatory term even in the Western world. So it's it's owning all areas of our life and kind of creating a new way of being, right? So, and I do understand that some people have a, a negative terminology in adding those two words together. Uh, but I, I'm really wanting to create a new. Uh, way of thinking about it, you know, a new way of thinking about it. And actually, uh, when, I, when I tell people, you know, you, who you are for me is a sexy boss, there's kind of like a spark to them, like, oh, well, thanks, you know. And so mm. that's what I want, that empowerment in oneself. Right. Now, l- let me just, you know, th- this is just kind of off script here, but what, what would you say if a man would take on that same title? Yeah. Do you think it would be interpreted the same way? No, not at all. I, I call men all the time sexy boss studs, and they're like, Dang. and they, they love that, you know. We call it, in, in the Western world, we call that a charismatic guy. I mean, think about uh, 007, which is a movie, you know, 007, right? years and years of 007. He walks in with the tuxedo, and we're like, who's that? I mean, it's very, ooh, very attractive, you know. We call that a, a successful, charismatic man, right? And then a woman comes in the room and we're like, who's that? Then there's like a negative connotation and that's what I really want to shift. Uh, but men, yeah, I mean, men love, it's amazing when I say, you're like a sexy boss stud and they just have this look and they're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, can I, can I, can I take that? You know, it's like adorable yeah. to watch it. Um, yeah. But actually, men like to be called studs and they like to feel like, yeah, I'm confident, you know, men, men need empowerment too, right? So women Absolutely. as well, so it goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what the shift, and I, and I see it all over the world, I don't just see it in the Western world that women are taking on and some, you know, and, and, and I do travel extensively. So I do see, you know, the dynamics that are happening in the Asian countries and Europe, European countries where women are fully, you know, taking on, you know, mm-hmm. work roles. They're not just the housewife anymore. They're not the subservient, right. you know, uh, you know, secretary anymore. They are actually taking on roles of leadership all around the world. And so there is that shift of dynamics where I really like how you wove in the the confidence factor, because whether it is a male or female, I think that having that role of confidence and being able to lead from there is something that's really important. You nailed it. That's exactly it. It's the confidence. Instead of saying, you're a confident woman, Kathleen, it's like, okay, well, thank you, but you're a sexy boss. It, just, it has this more fun to it, I think, and um, I, I enjoy the process. Of course, like I said, someone said that to me one day, and I thought, oh, let's grab that and go with it. I think that'll empower women across the world. Well, good for you. Good for you. Good for first, first, uh, good steps in in the right direction. So, okay. Well, you've accomplished a lot in your time, and you are actually one of the few successful women in this field of marketing. What what is it like to be in that role? Um, it's normal for me to be at an event or a mastermind or a small group and be the only female. I actually have to, I forget. And it's not a, you know, not a negative way. I just got back from Vegas and an affiliate summit, about 7,000 attendees. I would say maybe 
84% were female. And I don't know if they were, you know, there as being um, assistants to their, uh, you know, their bosses or whatnot. There was a lot of that. What I find is that in marketing, because it's, um, it's, it's a lot about copywriting and sales and salesmanship. Um, once a woman understands that, they can really own it. But it's the understanding and feeling comfortable in the salesmanship role, right? And that's what, what I call the field of marketing is really about, is how do you take your product or service and sell oneself? And here's how I like to describe it in the, from the woman-male perspective. When I was growing up Southern, you know, a Texas, and I was told at a very young age, I don't know about you, but Kathleen, but I was told, don't invite yourself to the party unless you're invited, right? So if my girlfriend had a party and I wasn't invited, my mom would just say, well, you weren't invited. Don't invite yourself to the party. And then in business, it's all about like going and inviting yourself to the party, meaning you have to ask for the business, right? Knock on the door and go, hey, I'm here with this amazing thing. You want it. It's very counterintuitive in a female world. So uh, that's why I think right now there's not as many uh, females in that space. I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy the, the field. I love the conversation. And I love teaching people how they can be um, selling themselves, selling their business, selling their service in such a way that feels in 100% integrity with themselves. Very cool. Well, I'm a little bit older than you, I presume, that, you know, I'm the a product of the 50s, early 60s, so yeah. 50s, I was born in the 50s, so I was groomed to be um, uh, a mother and, you know, maybe have a little part-time job to supplement, but it certainly, and it was, the you know, I, I was told, like, I could never call a quote-unquote boy, so I was groomed that way, that a woman has a certain role in our society, and so thankfully, we've kind of grown out of that so, a little bit. So. My mom, yeah, my mom was 100% a debutante, right, in that world, yeah. so I completely yeah. understand where you're coming from. I was yeah. very taught very young age. So I had to really break through that in my 20s yeah. to uh, be in this yep. field. Absolutely. Well, right now, I would like to take a moment to thank my sponsor, Sadler Inc. Insurance. The staff at Sadler is dedicated to giving you the best coverage at the best price. It's not a matter of if you're going to need insurance, it's when. For real customer service for all your personal and commercial insurance needs, check out my sponsor, SadlerInc.com. That's S-A-D-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, and they can help provide insurance for you nationwide. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng And when we come back, I'll continue the conversation with Heather Ann Havenwood on marketing for entrepreneurs in 2017. to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. 
second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Today we're joined by Heather Ann Havenwood, and we're discussing marketing for entrepreneurs. So we had a little bit of a fun segment uh, describing, you know, you know, just kind of the essence of who you are, Heather Ann, and and so I'm very excited about moving forward here. Um, but we do have a caller coming in from Nikki Begg, and she's calling in from Bermuda. So Nikki, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hi, Nikki. Well, thank you for calling in. You're calling in from Bermuda? Yes, you have international listeners. Well, thank you. Well, that I do know. That I do know, and I'm so happy that we're calling in from Bermuda. You're calling in from Bermuda as well. So do you have a question for Heather Ann or myself? Yes, I do. What I'm wondering is I'm a CEO and an entrepreneur, and I'm passionate about feng shui. How do I or how can I use my influence marketing to increase my profits and secure more of my ideal clients? Okay. So I think this is really more deferred to you, Heather. And for, so first of all, why don't, we, why don't we just first describe what is influencing marketing? And thank yeah. you very much for this question, Nikki. So um, help us out here, Heather. Ask Nikki real quick. Nikki, what kind of business are you in? Do you mind? What, what, what's your business? Um, my company is a premier destination wedding planning company based in Bermuda, and we deal with very high-end weddings. Wonderful. What's your website? It's www.bermudabride.com. Oh, nice. Okay, great. Ooh, that's kind of fun. Um, all right. So in the world of influence marketing, I honestly feel that, I mean, you're a solo entrepreneur and you have a team or you have multiple businesses, I'm not saying you, anybody, the part of influence marketing that's so critical is actually understanding who you are and what your brand is and your messaging to market, right? So what is your message to market? And the first piece of that is who is your market? And with, with, with weddings or, or, or even so entrepreneurship on, on any level, you want to make sure that your message is hitting the market that you want. And it's not everybody, right? So when you're dealing with message to market, influence marketing, it's got to be crystal clear because a, a human does not buy when they're confused, right? And that is the clear, clear piece is that clarity creates power, right? So when you're doing your market to message and influence marketing, it's making sure that there's a message of influential conversation so that they know actually what you do on every level. Does that make sense? Complete sense. I wish I'd spoken to you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, honestly, it's the, 
a, a confused mind never buys. And the reason I keep saying that is because most of the time I have clients come to me and say, my business is X, and then anyone can have it, right? Anybody can have this. And I'm like, no, you've got to pick one person. And her name is Jane yeah. or Mary or Bob or Steve. And you've got to really create that avatar. And that's where influence marketing truly starts online and offline across the globe. And I have such a niche market, so everything you're saying makes complete sense. And I think historically, I've tried to uh, attract more than, you know, I, I, haven't been, I haven't been crystal clear about who my market is. Right, right, absolutely. And you probably have a particular uh, kind of clientele, right? There's a low end, medium, and high. Yes. And some people get yep. nervous. They go, I only want high end clients or I only want mid sized clients because they're concerned they're alienating other people. And I said, no, Mercedes is Mercedes. They know exactly who their market is. Ferrari's not upset because they're going after a high end market, right? So getting crystal clear and being okay with the people that you're saying no to is actually more influential than like, oh, our market's everyone. And that's where um, I, I feel honestly today in the future of 2017, you have to be extra super clear of who your market is versus everyone. So I think that's awesome. BermudaBride.com. I love that. <laughs> so I actually want to add on to that. When you were saying, when you were saying, you know, like just being crystal clear about your market, you know, there is that saying that if you go for anybody, somebody, you actually are getting nobody. So being very crystal clear is very important. And also, Nikki, I want to add on to from the feng shui perspective of your your wedding um, planning and events that you have that mm-hmm. the, the very smart uh, couples will choose an auspicious date and time to get married. So you would match up their astrology with a you know with what they want in mind. So you know every particular couple has a different reason for getting married. Do they want children? Do they already have do they have a blended family? Do they already need to do both families need to get along with the children they already have or do they need to make the um, I don't know the in-laws happy, etc. because there's all these different dynamics on why a person gets married or it could be, you know, a later mature couple that just wants happiness and health. So choosing a good auspicious date in time is really one of the smartest things a couple can do as as adding on to their uh, event planning for happy nuptials. So I just thought I would add that in there as well. So anyway, thank you, Nikki, for calling in. We really appreciate it and continue listening. We we appreciate you um, tapping into us today. Thank you both so very, very much. Have a good one. Thanks. So, um, so Heather Ann, well, let's let's go back. You you kind of opened up a portal before we went to break, and it was about you starting this business, and that it really kind of grew very very fast from you know almost zero to a million, and then you went into bankruptcy. So, first of all, we really appreciate your vulnerability and and all of that to share that with us. But what happened, and what is your biggest life lesson that we can have others? you know, put into action to prevent failure as well? There's a couple of things there. So I just kind of want to give the context. So this was back in 2005, 2006, and uh, it was a business partner. It went from zero to a million dollars. And the structure was he was the front person, meaning the, the content, you know, and then I was running the back, uh, all the marketing, creating his name, creating his brand, um, and who he is, the marketing message, all that piece, the marketing piece. And this has happens a lot. You have the inventor that has the widget, and then you had the marketing arm, and that was me, the sales and marketing arm, and we were building it out. 
And what, um, and then what, ha- like the what happened, right, is one day I came home from an event and uh, all the computers were gone, the merchant accounts were gone, the big accounts were emptied out. It was just an overnight grab and complete, completed, just empty. And so within wow. a week, my house was in foreclosure and I mean, I was in complete debt and I had to wipe everything. There was no money, right? It was overnight, like a boom. And I had all my eggs in that basket. And wow. here's a couple of things that happen on an energy level since we, you know, we're talking feng shui and sometimes I don't get a chance to talk about that side of it is I can, I can look back and say a couple of things that there's a definitely a demarcation the day before it, uh, December 4th, 2005, and then December 6th, 2005, those days completely, um, I was a different person between those three days, you know, and I find that I was, let me just say, I was very, had a lot of ego about me, and I was really leading from ego on on a lot of levels, and so when this happened, I had this, like, this could never happen to me, I'm too smart, I'm smarter than everybody else, this will never happen to me. You know, I had that going on, and I, this brought me in my ego to my knees, as they call it, and it really shook my world of what I thought the world was, who I really was, and the energy of, um, of, of me and my spirituality. I had to really look at that, of what happened and what was my addition to having this happen? How did I cause this in fully being responsible, right? And some people go, well, that, didn't ha-, you know, that happened to you. I'm like, yes. And you have to look at all, at all areas of it. Like there's a level that I contributed to have that happen, you know? And when you take on that kind of responsibility, it like really opens up another world. And someone said to me, like a, about six months afterwards, this is really the life lesson. Took me a while to integrate it, by the way, but he did say it. He said, let me ask you a question, Heather. Have you ever given yourself permission to fail? And, of course, I'm like, no. And he goes, I want you to do this. I want you to pick up a pen and follow along and write this statement as I say it to you. I, Heather, give myself full permission to fail. I couldn't even finish it, Kathleen. I was literally in tears. And I Mm. realized at a young age it was, you know, Make sure you uh, pass second grade because you can't go with your friend Jane to third grade and on and on it goes, don't fail, don't fail, don't fail, don't fail. And what's business about? Sometimes you fail, right? It's like in the NFL, it's like getting to the NFL thinking you're not going to get hit. And he said to me, Heather, you can never be successful again until you give yourself full permission to fail. And that was like, ouch. It was a huge swallow pill to swallow for me. And that's one of the biggest lessons I learned is, I've given myself full permission to fail, and because of that, I can succeed, right? Like, even right. with my book, when I wrote that book, I, I didn't go out and had to be a launch. You know, I wrote the book in a way that I really wanted to make a difference on the planet versus right. having to be big win. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, Einstein even says how many thousands of failures did he have before... You know, he invented the light bulb. So, I mean, there's there's huge, you know, phenomenal leaders of the world that have admitted that failure is so important. And you also talk about this in your book, that yeah. that's an important thing to learn. So, from your perspective, why do you think it's important for us to fail to succeed? It's in it's through the failure that we realize what works and doesn't work and who we are and what we want, right? it's through the failure that you actually find the seed of the success. And honestly, there's a huge gratitude for what happened because honestly, if that had not happened, I would have continued working with him and 
I wouldn't have gone anywhere. You know, I probably would still be working with him. That business is still successful to this day. And I probably wouldn't have gone anywhere. I would have never really expanded my own wings and built four other companies online. I probably would have never done that. So I'm, there's a huge gratitude. Um, and once you understand and learn how to fail, it's in that moment you learn how to succeed. They go hand in hand, believe it or not. Right? And yeah. I would go back to football because it's fun. <laughs> but it's like mm-hmm. talking to a football player and he says to you, I don't ever want to get hit. Like, well, then get off the field. <laughs> you right. the chance if you're going right. to get the ball, you're going to get hit. So that's right. how I see it. it. And I also see it as, you know, I also see it sometimes when people play it too safe. They're already yeah. failing, but they don't recognize it because they just are in the same vibration of I got to do this. I got to do this. I go in. And if they would just step back and look at how can I see what I've done that's not working and, and and modify that, they will have this huge leap and grow. So I think that, you know, people sometimes play a little bit too safe um, in their business. I'm not talking about like crazy, go go off a cliff and risk it all no, and, no. Uh, you know, but but I'm in the same respect. I'm not attached to the success anymore. Does that mean that my ego is not attached to the success anymore? It's like if I create this and it works, great. You know, if it doesn't, okay. It doesn't kill me anymore when I fail. And I think right. that's a huge life lesson. Right. Okay, well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to hear more from Heather Ann Havenwood. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five-elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at one 866 472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. 
Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. And if you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with Heather Ann Havenwood. And we're talking about marketing for entrepreneurs in 2017. Right at the top of the year, we've got some good things and pieces of advice that Heather Ann can give you today. So what do you think, in your opinion, is the number one skill set that every entrepreneur should learn in today's world? So I take one from my um, my. My mentor, Joe Sugarman, uh, who's written many books on this subject, is called Copywriting. So what's copywriting? Copywriting is the art of persuasion and influence through words, okay? So we see that in speeches, right? We see that um, in what we call sales letters. We see that in brochures and, and whatnot. It really is the understanding the art and science of persuasion and influence through words. It's called copywriting. It's really the number one skill set all entrepreneurs should learn. I think that uh, they need to have like a two-year course on it in college. <laughs> they need to be made way more successful uh, than that, especially with entrepreneurs, at least two years in learning copywriting. Wow. I am actually flabbergasted with that. Now, most guests are going to say like social media, you need to have like a social media platform. And not that that's not important, but if you can't write good copy for your social media, it's probably just like a bunch of, you know, garbly goop. Um, but... So, so you mentioned your mentor. Does he have some resources that you know maybe maybe some of us, including me, does not have two years out of my life to learn to copyright? But I have two years ahead of me, so I can learn within these next two years. I'll be better off if I didn't do anything. But what? Where can I get started? Where can you get started? His name is Joe Sugarman. You know, he's in his late seventies at this point, but he wrote a book many years ago that I literally has changed my life. And you can find this on Amazon, but I'm going to give it to you now. It's by Joe Sugarman. And the name of the book is called The Ad Week Copywriting Handbook. Okay, The Ad Week Copywriting Handbook. Now, it might be a little more expensive than you think because when people sell it back, it's ex- because the, not that the, the information inside is so critical because he literally walks you through a sales process and what he did to um, make his company Blue Blocker Sunglasses, which is out of Vegas, literally millions and millions of dollars, right, back in the 70s and 80s, before the internet, everyone. <laughs> so he <laughs> learned the art of copywriting and how he did it on infomercials as well as in magazines and how he sold millions and millions of dollars of sunglasses through that. So I'm going to repeat that. Joe Sugarman, the Ad Week Copywriting Handbook. I will order that today as soon as I get off air. I'm serious, I really will because I really think, I really believe what you say is true. And even though he, it sounds like he wrote it before online marketing came about, it sounds like a timeless uh, piece of information, right? Yeah. Here's wow. what I say to that, Kathleen, is that we as human beings haven't changed. We haven't changed that much. I know a lot of the things that we are, we haven't changed. We haven't changed since the beginning of time. How and why we buy hasn't altered. Okay, yeah, we have social media now, but we haven't changed in thousands of years. And that's gonna right. So we might have a, an iPhone now, we might we might buy something through a, a device differently, but why we buy why we're motivated and inspired hasn't altered in thousands of years. They're time tested principles. And that's why. Hmm. Oh, can't wait to get it. Can't wait to get it. So for you, though, um, there's another um, piece that you also think that's very smart for entrepreneurs to uh, get a grasp of or get experience in marketing strategies for 2017. What is it? So it's influence marketing. I talked a little bit about it on the caller, but I'm going to break it down for you. What is influence marketing? What influence marketing is understanding three concepts that you do in your business 
over time, right? And the first thing is, I'm going to go repeat a little bit, the, the market, who is the market? You got to be super, super clear. I call the Homer Simpson model, where meaning everyone knows that Homer Simpson is. It's a cartoon. And we know everything about that character, who he is, where they live, what they like to eat, drink, everything. You sell or communicate to one person in all your messaging and marketing. The second piece that is your messaging. What is your message? Making sure it's super clear. We talked about that earlier in the show. But the third piece is the commitment and consistency. A principle people forget. And that means it's repetition. So for you as a business owner, you're like, this is boring. I've been saying the same thing over and over again for two years. Like, that doesn't mean that the, the consumer is bored with that, right? Look at big brands like Coca-Cola. They've been saying the same thing over and over for decades. But we as a, cons- we as a consumer still purchase or we still listen to the message. So it's the commitment and consistency over a period of time, especially today, Kathleen, because it's so loud out there with internet marketing and social media. It really is loud. And so the only one of the ways to get through is commitment and consistency. And that's what I call the boring part of influence marketing, that people like to skip over that, right, because they want fun and, and different and unique. And that's good, but different and unique doesn't always sell, right? So it's the commitment and consistency is number three. So one is market, two is message, three is commitment and consistency. Very good. Very good. So you also do um, a lot of podcasting as part of your marketing strategy. Why do you think that that's so important? You know, podcasting is really important. I I love doing this. This is a form of podcasting. It's live radio. And uh, the reason I think it's really important, Kathleen, is that because you actually get to share your story. I've learned how to share my story in such a way that's compelling right, in a way that's influential and in a way that hopefully, hopefully it's uh, something fun to listen to and you can relate to, right, and it's true. It's very different than your resume. So if, if someone comes onto your show, I'm sure you've had this experience, maybe you haven't, but if you start asking them about themselves and all of a sudden they're just like telling you your, their resume, it's like very boring. At the end of the day, people don't want to know our resumes. They want to know how we got where we're at. What was the why behind it? What happened that I started my whole life over? What, what was that? You know, and so it, it really compels you when you're doing podcasting and guesting to get clear on your message and get clear on your story. Look, when I go to my dentist, I know he's a dentist, right? He's a dentist, but I actually know a lot about him and his story because I asked him and it compels me to be more loyal to him as a consumer because I, I, I know his story and how he got where he's at. Right, so sharing your story is a really compelling piece of influence marketing. Very cool. And then you know, over podcasting, and you know, I know a lot of people are doing stuff on like YouTube or you know that yeah. kind of stuff. Do you have a preference, or it just just getting your story out, no matter the medium, but in in more a vocal vo- um, voice versus written. That's yeah, people ask it all the time. Um, I love podcasting and radio. And the reason is, is people can be listening while they're walking around. They could be on the treadmill. They could be driving. They could be on the bus. They could be in the subway, right? And video, they have to be staring down at the device most of the time. Um, I, like, I, li- I like audio better than, than visual. Um, of course, I do take all my audio and put them onto YouTube because everyone has their little place that they like to tap into, right? Um, right. But honestly, I like the audio better. I think it's just way more powerful medium. 
Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, good, 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 good tip for our listeners too, because <laughs> you can listen <laughs> yeah. to this show anytime as a downloadable or, yeah. or live as well. So, so walking. you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You could be walking and listening, right? You could be versus having to stare down at your phone. You know, you could be listening and walking through the forest, and you know, I just think it's way better. Yep, I do it all the time. I, as I as I get in my ten thousand steps a day, I I usually am listening to something uh, that's yeah. normally it's always something to do with business or improving myself. It's just something that I don't actually li- and I have no idea even what like popular songs are right now. Like I'll see on uh, you know somebody talk about you know some vocal artist Me or whatever. I, I'm just I mean, like so out of touch. <laughs> Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm in touch with myself and what's happening in in business, I suppose. But anyway, <laughs> that's just for me. Um, but okay. So then you you said that you have like like one of your most frequently asked questions that people ask you about is how does a person market themselves online successfully? Then, if there's all this noise, really, how can they be better at that? So a couple things um, that they, they can do. I really am a big, big believer in putting your face out there. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I have a lot of, uh, uh, t- some of my clients, they, they resist me on this, you know. And the, the reason is because is what I call age to age, human to human. People do business with people, not companies. Now, we, ha- we have big companies that we all do business with. It. At the end of the day, though, we want to know there's a human behind it. I mean, think of Apple, even though it's huge right? We fall in love, quote unquote, with Steve Jobs, right? The story of who he is and his story behind that. And people literally fell in love with who he was. Therefore, they chose his products over the other and vice versa. So part of influential marketing in today's world where we're at, you've got to step behind the curtain and become the face or at least have somebody become the face of the business. I think it's one of the most principal and uh, principal part it's a principal it's actually a principal marketing um, copywriting but it's really a piece where if you don't people don't know who's behind the business and nowadays with online marketing people kind of like they want to they want to see who who's behind this you know who's the person behind it who am I really going to do business with is it just a company or is, is it just somewhere overseas like who is it and I think it's a key piece of the trust right so I mean, recently I went to a website. And I had no idea who was behind it. And I got really leery and I went off of it because I, I didn't want to visit yeah. with them. Well. So, Heather, we're coming towards the end of the segment. And before we do, I would love for people to be able to reach out to you if they want to know a little bit more about you and your business. And you also have a gift for us today. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yes. The gift is three free chapters of my audiobook, Sexy Boss. And you can go to the following website, www.heather havenwood.com, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-H-A-V-E-N-W-O-O-D.com. Perfect. Thanks so much. So just a real quick 30-second, um, what inspires you? Wow. Um, sharing my story, really, no kidding. Sharing my story in, in coaching. I have amazing um, clients that I coach around the world that help them, inspire them, and in making more money and, and having the life that they want. That really inspires me and gets me up in the morning. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you my feng shui tip. And you may want to grab a piece of paper because we're going to talk about bending your destiny to best serve you. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology Reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Szymanski. Heather Ann, the time flew by so quickly today. It was so much fun hanging out with you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. Honored. Truly honored. Grateful. Well, let's stay in touch. I really want to catch up with you after we get off air as well. Now it's time... Thanks. Thanks for coming in. Now it's time for my weekly feng shui astrology and auspicious timing tip. Today I'm going to talk about bending your destiny to best serve you. So sometimes it seems like we're served up a bowl of cherries and sometimes it doesn't seem to be working out so well for us. So either way, we can play the victim or we can do something about it. So if you're like me, I live life to the fullest. So last week, I talked during my weekly tip about the horses and the roosters being the most favorable in 2017. Now this week, I want to discuss with you two animals that may need a little bit of assistance in the fire rooster year this year. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reveal these animals after. So I don't want to, you know, collapse any balloons quite yet. So I want to listen. I want you to listen to the strategy first. So I want you to know, first and foremost, that I have one of these animals in my chart as well. So I will be experiencing this as well. And I also want you to know, last year around this time, I stood up in front of my attendees at my annual feng shui astrology uh, talk that I do every year. And that the out of the, my four natal animals, the year I was born, month I was born, day I was born, hour I was born, I had three out of the four animals that were considered the most negative in 2016. And I declared at that time, I'm planning on having a fantastic year. Why? Because I'm going to incorporate every classical feng shui tool available. How am I going to do that? I help my clients and myself with person, space, and time. In other words, business astrology, business feng shui, and optimizing their time with the Time Blazer business management system. So 
if you can hear my voice, obviously I survived the fire monkey. Now, I also believe that I achieved many milestone things last year, like starting this uh, radio program, Illuminating Feng Shui, on Voice America Business Channel. I got published. I I also began a two-year project that I am well into into that project, and I remained healthy. So why am I telling you all this? Because you can beat the astrology dynamics if you were born with the, you know, that concept that you're born with a certain destiny and, oh, my gosh, I can't do anything because I have either these perceived negative animals in your chart or not. So I want you to, you know, just shift your mindset on that just a little bit. So when we're aware of where we're currently at, we can plan to go in a certain direction. So if you would like to download your free astrology chart, go to my software and you can get that at www.freebusinessastrology.com. Now, Again, once we have the understanding of how the animals in your chart are going to behave this year in the fire rooster, then you're going to have a strategy. So first, I want to point out that, yes, the day that you were born, certainly a destiny happened uh, of a certain life, if you will. But I have to speak from a business perspective because I'm a business feng shui master. Your year is about your branding, your reputation, and your marketing and your capacity to expand in the marketplace. Your month of birth is about your career, what you're best suited at, what you're going to be accomplishing and your character and your ambitions. Now, the day of birth, it's the most important pillar. It's about you and your partnerships. And then the hour of birth is about your life purpose, your legacies, and your income. Now, don't worry if you don't know your time of birth. Knowing at least three of your four four pillars, you're already telling a lot about yourself. So knowing that, the starting point is always very good. Now, when when I say that you were born with a certain destiny, that doesn't mean that it's fixed. Absolutely not. So there is something called free will. Now, I would say that 99% of the time we do have choices, uh, either in our personal or business life, that the decisions that we make, uh, sometimes we may make them, uh, especially if they're challenging, uh, we may stay in a certain situation out of convenience or fear of the unknown. So to me, this year, I encourage you to choose to step into the unknown. So step one, know your astrology and your plan of action. Two, and that's by knowing what's going to happen in the year. Two, use the annual feng shui. Now, each year, the annual vibrant energies and the challenging directions change. So the bottom line is use the good to boost your chart and avoid the bad. Now, if you use the bad sectors of your home or office, this is going to make matters worse for you. So, you know, the animals that I'm going to be revealing to you very soon, these especially are the ones that are not going to want to be in the challenging area. I don't want anybody to be in the challenging area, but, you know, I I do want to, you know, take take note of these two that are going to, that I'm going to be talking to you about um, very shortly. Now, in 2017, uh, I'm going to talk again about the challenging direction that I want you to be most concerned about. That's going to be in the south sector of any building home office, if you will. So, this is going to be the conflict area. So, I don't want you to work there. I don't want you to sleep there. Now, if you have a front door located in that area, if you can use an alternate door, may not be convenient, but it's better to use that uh, a better door than that door. But let's let's face it, some of you may live in a flat or an apartment, and that's the only door if it's located in the south that you would have access to. So, what do you need to do? Um, I, I I would say your front door does affect 
your finances in the South can detrimentally affect your finances this year. So the thing that I would say is keep a keen eye on your finances, right action, right? And then the other thing is from a feng shui perspective, you can put a large amount of metal to help drain that negative energy in 2017. So everyone is going to be affected by the South this year. So plain and simple, avoid it, don't use it and keep it quiet. Now, in future episodes, I'm going to talk about all the directions within the annual plan and how to use them. And last week, I began that that conversation about the fire rooster. So you can always check back on um, filling in the pieces each and every week. Now, the final step that I would like you to think about is boost your chart using the Time Blazer business management system. Now, I, there's good days that you can follow to shift your your destiny by just using a good day. So each month I send out the free month at a glance from the Time Blazer. It's a very helpful tool for you to understand when good days come along and you just use these good vibrant days. Now on my color-coded Time Blazer, it would be green days or yellow days. And if you want the free monthly month at a glance, I send these out every month, you can go to bit.ly forward slash free month at a glance. That's all lowercase. And you can get that free month at a glance. So before I reveal these two animals um, that you may experiencing the challenges of 2017, remember you have tools. Classical feng shui will help support you. So one, know your astrology. Two, use the best directions, avoid the bad, and use good dates and times to help boost your own energy and your own space. Now, also remember, I told you before, I have one of these challenging animals. So I'm human, just like you are. I I experiencing I experiencing things just like you do. So, and again, I declare I'm going to have a fabulous year. So here you go. The two most challenging animals in 2017 is going to be the snake or the monkey, and it depends on where it shows up that year the month, the day, or the hour, and it, what does that influence? Your branding, your career, your, you, or your income, life purpose. So just You need to follow where it's going to show up in your life, and then you can strategize about that, how you can help yourself. So if you'd like to hear the full replay of my 2017 Fire Rooster Annual Feng Shui Astrology Talk, where I go into all of this um, in depth, which I highly recommend at the top of the year, and all through the, all through the year, this information is going to be relevant you're going to hear about the 12 animals and the annual feng shui, you can go to bit.ly forward slash 2017 rooster replay. That's all over lowercase as well. So I'll be, as I said, I'll be talking each week on all the aspects of how to make the best of the fire rooster year in upcoming episodes. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And Each and every week, I have um, a new guest that will come on that will help you in your business. So take good business strides to do all of your due diligence, but also use classical feng shui to incorporate into your business model. Thanks for spending time with me here today. I really do appreciate your following. I look forward to seeing you on Illuminating Feng Shui next time. And may good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace. <laughs>